I know there's a lot of worry going around right now, but I just wanted to jump on and say, if you feel like you know a straight man who's going to try and start a podcast, just be like Stephen, because as far as I know, most of them are called Stephen. Be like Stephen, no. Stephen, nobody wants to. People are not. People are not. Stephen, people are not interested in that. And then give them some anti back and just send them on their way. To episode 18 of It's Not About the Gear. So, what you just heard is a recording of the band I play with, who are called Swing 42. And that was actually at a session we did, this was an experiment where we invited people to come and dance to our music. So, it was in the back room of a pub, and a few people came along the first time and they seemed to enjoy it because they seemed to like the sort of music we play which is a lot of old-time swing and jazz numbers. 
so it's looking like we could be doing more of this. And in fact, we have a booking for a professional gig. Or could, could be the first of several. There's a local clubs who do swing dancing who are interested in having us as a live band, which is quite exciting. So we've been playing as a band for a while now. I can't remember when we started, really. But we've done various sessions, done some busking over the last year or so, I think. Uh, we've also had like a semi-regular session playing at a pub on Sunday afternoons that people seem to enjoy. And now this dancing thing. And we also recently, I'll, I'll introduce you to the band at the moment, but our piano player runs some local community choirs and we accompanied them so we did a couple of that a couple of times which was something different playing for lots of singers so it's coming along and we're i think we're getting quite proficient now we've all fairly experienced at playing but uh, working together is something new for some of us playing in a group like this and some people are fairly new to performance in general i mean i've been doing all these open mics and pub sessions for a few years now so i've got less of the fear of it now but the lineup we've got is ray who plays some percussion he's got this sort of laptop cajon drum and he also plays guitar and his partner anchor plays guitar barbara plays the keyboard i play guitar ukulele and some drumming and Bob plays the flute and Danielle plays the clarinet and several of us do the singing. I think everyone except Danielle does singing. So we've got a range of voices and a range of instruments. I've actually recently been taking along my old djembe drum because we needed a drum on some things because Ray plays guitar and wanted some drum on that. So I've got that out again and makes a decent sound and experimenting a bit with what I can do with that so that's another challenge and I'm playing the guitar and the ukulele as I said as well so I get a bit of variety and we take turns on singing particular songs people have ones they specialize on and then we have some where we sing several at a time so we've got quite a set now I mean we've sort of probably got 20 or 30 songs in our repertoire and talking to these dancers, they said suggested some others that we might want to play that they because some have specific dances that they want to do. So we need to learn a few more and work out some arrangements and see where it goes. I mean, I say we could be getting paid for this, but I mean, this is, you're really talking covering your, your travel expenses. It's not going to be making a living from it. I have seen. I was looking at uh, a site for a, a local. I'm not even sure they were local. I just was, a band name was discussed, and I looked up, and it was taken. But the band from that had their rates for playing an evening gig, and that was more serious money. But if you're doing it for a living and you're spending lots of money on the gear, then you've got to pay charge what's necessary, really. And uh, I'd hope they're making the money because it does seem sometimes that, say, for weddings, or which are obviously a, a big a draw for. Uh, people wanting to perform and want, wanting performers at their events but sometimes it seems people aren't willing to actually pay musicians what they're really worth and Barbara gets requests can your choir come and sing at my wedding 
who says yes when they hear on my fees, which she runs the choir for a living, so she has to make money for it. And people say, oh, I was hoping you could just do it for free. But it doesn't work like that. I mean, you, these people at a wedding are paying hundreds of pounds for flowers and food and outfits and they're not willing to pay for the music and you get that in other things as well and people say oh you could have the for the exposure yeah exposure doesn't pay the bills unfortunately so yeah you have to ask for what you're worth sometimes i think and it is difficult because people say well that's what's on offer if you want to play that's what you can get so you have to pick and choose and just decide i mean we've done our gigs so far for free i mean at the pub we weren't getting anything sometimes you get drinks and maybe we need to consider at least asking to cover costs when the, the busking we haven't made much from that to be honest so when there's sometimes it's enough to buy us a, a coffee afterwards maybe some chips and that's been about it but and sometimes we're given the money to charity because we don't really do it for the money but you have to set expectations really in the music industry of what what you have to do if you want to get quality music so i'm hoping that's going to keep going through next year and we'll have some more gigs and uh might do some more busking some people might be doing some busking tomorrow but i'm not sure i'll, I'll make it and uh it's gonna be a bit cold anyway we, we did uh our general pub players had an open mic a couple of weeks ago that was semi-outdoors there was some uh, some plastic screens around the front of the the bar we were playing and some electric heaters up there that didn't add much and it was cold and playing with cold hands is not that easy okay so something else i wanted to talk about is music documentaries now i love a good music documentary and i'm not interested so much in what relationships people have had and all sort of personal lives i want to see how bands and performers what they get up to in this in the studio how they write songs how they put together performance what gear they use that's the sort of song I, thing i love i mean there's been a series for quite a few years called classic albums and there's been people like pink floyd and fleetwood mac and all sorts of other people and there's lots of gear detail on that and that's the sort of thing i love and in the UK, there's a channel BBC Four. Have quite a lot of this that stuff, and recently, the Sky Arts channel has been available for free, and they have quite a lot of music documentaries as well. So I've been watching stuff on there, and there's some really good stuff out there, and uh, that's what I find entertaining. But a recent series that uh, a lot of people have been talking about is Get Back, which is the recordings of the Beatles on their final sessions when they got together and then eventually performed on the roof of the apple building and i've been watching some of that so it's been produced by peter jackson who did the lord of the rings and hobbit films amongst other things and it seems he can't resist making something long and preferably in three parts because there is something like eight hours of this series and i'm part way through the second episode and i think they could have edited it down a bit i mean there's lots of real jewels in there and when you've got Paul McCartney basically figuring out the song get back on the bass and there's another bit where he's working on the long and winding road on the piano with getting suggestions from various people I think that even their road manager chips in some ideas and is noting down lyrics and stuff 
So that, that's the sort of interesting stuff on there. And I mean, they've obviously d- done a lot of work on cleaning up the film. And there's lots of bits where they're just sort of nattering about stuff or saying, can I have another cup of tea? And it's what's interesting is how disorganised they are. I mean, they've obviously paid lots of money. They're using a film studio, I think, at Pinewood. And they've got a documentary maker is filming everything they do and wants to make a, a TV show out of it with ending with a big performance. And he's got ideas of what the performance should be. And nobody else seems to really be sure what it should be. So we're spending lots of money on, on doing this at the time. And obviously they have the money, but there's no real sort of foresight on where it's going to go and they haven't even got a a set list together because they're aiming to write songs and then perform them live and uh, it's maybe a spoiler but at the end of the first episode George leaves the band and obviously he wasn't happy with it at the the time and John seems a bit stoned Uh, Paul's trying to keep it together and Ringo's just sort of happy to be there it seems at, at times and, but it, that's a, it's a real insight into the creative process of the band and how they related to each other at that stage anyway. I mean, the, in a few years, they went through quite a lot from starting off in playing in clubs in Liverpool to going to Germany to becoming megastars and the biggest band in the world. And that's got to have an effect on you. And But, but they, they still seem to regular guys really I mean they're just messing around a lot of the time jamming on various songs by other people and you can see the quality of the musicianship I mean Paul especially I mean he's he's a really good pianist and he's able to play stuff and come up with fresh stuff on the fly and a quality musician and songwriter and it's even though he's you could say he's musically uneducated in that he doesn't know the theory, but he'd obviously listened to lots of music and had influenced him and given him ideas, and then he's able to take it in new directions, and that's a very special talent. To come up with something totally original is hard, so I know from experience, because most of my music I've written is quite derivative, really. But there was another series, because that's on Disney+, and there was another one that was called, I think, McCartney 1, 2, 3, or something, where... Paul is talking to a, a producer and they're just sitting in a, a sort of fake studio environment with various instruments around and a recording console and he's talking about songs through his career. And that's another good series to watch, I think, uh, just for the insight into what makes a musician. And there have been several other ones I've watched re- recently. There's, there was a series about drumming on Sky Arts which was very good. There's quite a few musicians I, I knew of uh, showing different styles and talking about what it meant to them. Uh, Netflix also had a, a documentary about drumming that was good and various other things on there. There's the uh, Metallica one on there and there's another one about Rush on Netflix. And some of that's about the, the personal relationships but there's also a lot of music in them and that's, that's what I wanted in the music documentaries is music and how music is made. That's some of the stuff I've been enjoying recently and I'll be looking up some more. There's, there's other series on there that I just haven't got round to yet. I've got a bit of a backlog of stuff I want to watch at the moment and other non-music things have got new seasons out that are taking up my time but 
I'll always try and spare some time for a music documentary. Sit there with a beer and just enjoy. Finally for this episode, which is not a particularly long one, over the month of November I did a challenge which is called Napodpomo, which is the National Podcast Posting Month. You might have caught some of that if you're on my feed. So the idea is you put out a podcast for every day of the month of November. It doesn't have to be on each day, but it's basically 30 episodes. I tried to record mine every day, and I did one proper episode of this podcast, which was the interview with Danielle last month, and the rest were anything from three or four minutes up to about ten minutes of me talking about various topics, including making music, but also running, and just stuff in general that I'm interested in. I'm not going to keep doing that all the time, because I'm not sure how many people listen, though. I did, I did get a few listeners, but I want to get back to doing this show more often, try and do it at least once a month, and I've got a few ideas for other things I want to talk about, so I shall include those in future episodes. But as I've said before, I welcome people submitting their own segments. If you've got something you want to talk about around making music, have a talk to me, and you can record something and send it to me, and I'll try and include it. And also, if you've got some music you've made that you want me to put on the show, then I'll do that. And I'm opening it up for other people to be part of the show, and uh, there's limits to what I can do on my own. I'm not coming up with so many original songs and recordings myself, so extra material's good. But I shall end this show with another track by the band, Swing 42, that's called Some of These Days, which has got me and others on the vocals. So I hope you enjoy that, and look out for another show fairly soon. Cheers. <laughs>